0: Good evening and welcome to Connecting to Hosts, the co-op and multiplayer gaming podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the best Mario game on the Switch until five days ago, Mario (laughs) plus Rabbits Kingdom Battle. Uh, basically the story is that the Mushroom Kingdom has been torn apart by a mysterious vortex transporting the chaotic rabbits Jesus Christ, into this once peaceful <laughs> land. To restore order, Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach and Yoshi must team up with a whole new crew. Four rabbits heroes oh my. Together they will battle with weapons through four worlds filled with combat puzzles and unpredictable enemies that aren't that <gasps> unpredictable um, Anyway, availability and cost you can get it for £50 pounds if you're a schmuck and you buy it on the digital eShop or you can get it for about <laughs> 4 40 quid maybe even less on Amazon um, in the UK they had a pretty good deal we could get it in curries with Mario Super Odyssey for under 80 quid uh, which mm. is a, a very very good deal nice. um, so usually we talk about what we've been playing on and what characters we're using in that but um, we both played on the Nintendo Switch because it is a Switch exclusive the clue is the fact that it has Mario in the title <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll jump straight into a little bit about the solo game John
1: Sure. Yeah. So the game itself is a turn-based tactical RPG, very much like the tactical element of XCOM, like without all the the planet stuff. Uh, except you run around the world with Mario and rabbits, the Mario counterparts, or the Mario and Luigi counterparts in the Rabbit's Kingdom. So uh, in the single player, you actually run through a game world, solving small puzzles, pushing bricks around, and finding little secret chests. But the bulk of the gameplay is when you get into the grid-based battles. That's where you're going to spend I'd say 80 to 90% of your, your game time, we are not just running around between the battles. Uh, each battle, you take a team of three characters. So you might have a... You unlock a roster of up to eight by the end of the game, but you always have a team of three. And then you go into a turn-based battle in which you can use the usual kind of action mechanic that most of these games have, where you can do a move, an attack, and a special, which is pretty nice. You get a lot of, a lot of stuff you can do. There's a huge uh, amount. Huge yeah, move. you can do a lot in a turn. Most games like this, it's two actions, but in this, you can do three, which is kind of nice. um Especially because the movement, the movement's quite nice in this because you can do a movement into your companions to use them to sort of jump you across the the map, including getting extra height to go on top of platforms. And you can also run through the bad guys, which will do a little. What do they call it? Like a smash or a slam. dash move? Dash move, I think they call it. Mm. And that just does a little bit of damage. I mean, okay, you're right, it can do a lot when you level up, but to start with, they do 20 or 30 damage, whereas a gunshot does 80 or 90, but it's quite often just enough to finish them off or butter them up before you hit them with a big gun. So uh, so that's the movement. After you've moved, or sometimes before, then you'll usually do a sort of regular attack, and every character has two different attacks, and you can pick one each turn. That's so why you unlock that after the first few levels. You start the game with just one. Um, typically, there'll just be a regular gun attack, which you can use every turn. So, And there's a kind of variety. I mean, they're, they're weird and wacky-looking cartoon weapons. But ultimately, you have, like, a rifle. You have a sniper rifle. You have a shotgun, which has a little air of effect. And um, I guess those are the main weapons. Oh, there's a Gatling gun, isn't there, too? Like, the Yoshi guys have a, have yeah. a fast-firing, low-damage Gatling gun. Um, but then each character also has a, a separate attack, which you might only be able to use once every two or three turns and that could be anything from a grenade to a close ranged hammer uh, to a little automated what do they call those things little, little drone bomb things thing. yeah, yeah a little, which,
0: little bomb that drives itself it's and it goes towards irritating. the enemy yeah
1: <laughs> but it's kind of useful it, it drives towards the enemy and you can shoot it to destroy it or they can shoot it uh, but if it gets there it does quite a lot of damage so uh, then there's also a special and the different characters have different specials which might range from something like healing to boosting the damage output of your team to kind of an overwatch. Quite a common theme is many characters have an overwatch-like attack, which you can use every every three rounds or so, um, which lets you shoot the enemy when they move out of your turn. So when they run out of cover or if you shoot them into the air and then that triggers your overwatch maneuver, which is cool. Your your combos are usually based around that, right? A kind of an overwatch move.
0: Yeah, I, I really liked that because you could basically... I maxed out Mario and Luigi, who both had it. <clears throat> um, and Luigi, in particular, has an incredibly long range, especially <laughs> to get some great... like 16 tiles, which is crazy. Um, and I used... Um, there's, like, things where... Uh, when you attack they sometimes have like a special power so it might be like a push so when you hit someone mm-hmm. it has like a critical chance of pushing them across the map somewhat and if that happened it triggers all the overwatches mm-hmm. so quite often if i had like a big guy running at me you'd hit him he'd bounce a little bit and then Marion luigi would fire like five separate shots into him and just be like dead <laughs> thousand hit points <laughs> gone thank you very much
1: <laughs> yeah it's nice because uh when you can tackle it with the guys that you kind of kite with your hits Uh, so then as you mentioned there there's a lot of status effects throughout the game and it starts off with your weapons that can deliver them and not soon after the enemies start throwing them back at you which is uh can be a little bit harsh sometimes but they range from uh, kind of a push and a bounce which knock the enemies around the pitch Uh, pitch arena course whatever you call it battleground uh including if it knocks them off then it does a a bit of extra damage because they're off the off the map and then it puts them back on, but they take a, a thirty damage penalty. Uh, then there's uh, things like honey, which stops them from moving. Uh, ink and frozen, which might stop them from using a attack or a special attack for the turn. And then there's some other ones like vampire, which is a, kind of a, a health draining link for a little while, and damage you do to them will go back to the person who put the vampire on. So. Uh, they're all fairly nicely explained as you unlock them apart from vampire I think that was the first one I was like what's this <laughs> but the rest yeah. of them you typically
0: get them first and you read it I think it vampire in your... is the only one you don't get mm. I think vampire is one that's exclusive to the enemy yeah I think and
1: all the rest of them you typically get first and you find it on a weapon and then read the little info bubble like, ah yeah. oh, cool yeah. so uh, that's, that's, that's the core of the game uh, there's a lot of variation which is nice once you finish a map so as you destroy enemies they might drop a few coins but primarily at the end of each battle you get gifted with a big bucket of coins depending on how well you did and a bunch of little purple orbs and you can use these to the coins you use to upgrade and buy new weapons so you might every time you start a new world generally a new range of weapons becomes available which does a significantly more damage than the previous world's weapons Uh, like might go from 60 to 80 damage for your base weapons up to 90 to 120 so you kind of have to buy these but you have enough coins to buy them for at least your your core team uh, initially and then you might have to grind a little tiny bit play some of the side missions to get some extra coins Uh, then you also get the orbs and you can use them to upgrade your character skills so you might have an extra space of movement a bit of extra damage recharge your special attack one turn sooner extra range on your attack all these little tiny tweaks that let you customize your character and the cool thing is you can actually respec whenever you like which is really nice so you can you can toy with different sort of builds and if you don't like it or you get enough points to go for a different build you can respec. Same. And
0: that's uh, that's quite important because you can't ever get enough orbs to unlock everything. So it's one of those mm. skill trees. It's not like a skill tree where you're just picking and choosing and by the end of the game you'll have everything. It's one where there's a finite number of orbs and so you have to choose maybe 80% of them, I'd say, of the things mm. that you want. Um, so it's kind of nice that you can just for free go respec. Although it was kind of... Irri- I, I haven't tried it, but you told me that when you did it, it was kind of irritating because every time you did it, it would reset all the tutorial boxes inside the spec menu. So it'd be like, hey, you just unlocked Shield. It does this. Yeah. I so usually go, oh, for God's sake. I mean, you can you can sort of tap through it pretty quick,
1: but it is a minor annoyance. You're like, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I've, I've bought it 12 times already in previous builds. But, um, a couple of more things just to note before we move on. But there... Uh, the mario themed amiibo you can use those in a certain area around princess's castle Uh, you can go in there and you can unlock some extra weapons which is kind of nice only the mario themed ones though, right so it's not that many amiibo
0: you can use yeah and you you don't get anything if you try and like in zelda if you use non you know non zelda amiibo you do generally get something and like in super Mm. mario odyssey if you use any amiibo you can do certain things but in this they just go nope (laughs) you need mario (laughs) mario amiibos cool, bro. exclusive weapons
1: <laughs> uh, and then it's also worth just noting that there's, there's, there's some DLC, some of it already out and some more on the way including some weapon packs, some extra hard challenges and some additional co-op maps, which is nice for us so, mm,
0: co-op we should we should talk about the co-op mode because that's probably why people are listening. They're thinking, ah, oh, this this game sounds great. XCOM. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that being a really great multiplayer game. with the two of you, you know, like a thousand miles apart, having played this online. I bet that's great. XCOM two-player overseas, <laughs> brilliant. You'd be wrong. You'd be very disappointed. Uh, so I played this uh, when I I visited Sweden. Uh, I guess it was last week, week before. Mm-hmm. Um, we sat down and we played this for for a. Hour or two, um and spoiler alert: it's pretty shite because it's uh, <laughs> it's local co-op only, uh, which is fine. I mean, the Switch is perfect for local co-op because you can do it also with a, you know a single Switch console with literally a Joy-Con each because the controls are so simple. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the actual thing itself is limited to five campaigns, of which one is the tutorial containing two battles. And the other four, I think, have about four each, um, and they are only unlocked when you finish the requisite map in single player. So there are four worlds in single player. Um, when you unlock, say, World Two, then you also unlock the World Two co-op campaign. Um, each of them just has a few battles. That that's it. There's no puzzles. There's no movement between it. There's no story. There's nothing like that. It's just the battley bits. Mm. Um, the only difference is that you. Uh, basically control two characters each um i don't think that they're locked in the same way as the single player is in the single player you're locked to being mario a rabid and a mario character Mm -hmm. in this i don't think you are i think we could have been like mario peach yoshi luigi if we wanted to be but yeah i i don't think we did um no we always have mario he's he's a He's a
1: good member of your team anyway. So.
0: Well, partially. I mean, the reason for it as well is because you have the exact same characters as the single player on that save game file that you're using. Mm. So you have to use the ones you've got. And because you have to use Mario, you've always leveled him up and got him souped up. So you may as well use him. Um, it's kind of, kind of a bit weird. Uh, so yeah, basically I... the way that it works is that you have... Okay, go on.
1: I just say, my friend was saying uh, he listened to our Doom episode recently, and he said uh, he particularly enjoyed the huge and massive character assassination we did of Doom. And I feel we're going to do the same with this game. But. Um, <laughs> but um, it's oh, yes also, It's also <laughs> worth noting you don't get the co op mode until you've played some of the single player, right? So you have to actually play through true. enough of the single player to unlock the kind of Princess's castle. You can't just pick up and play it with a friend. So.
0: Yeah. No, it it is when we have to get a certain way in. Um, It's, I mean, the difference is that you basically control two people each, um, and it it does work really nicely because you've got the battle arena, um, and you can, in the main game, you can switch between any of your characters whenever you want. But once they've had their turn, they're out. But you can move between them as much as you like. Um, But then you have to basically hand over to the enemy if you're done with your movement and you can't do any moves. um, In this, you can constantly switch between two players. So I can basically... It might start with me as Mario, and I could maybe switch to my other character, Princess Rabbit... uh, Princess Peach Rabbit, sorry. Um, And then, you know, do a little movement with her. But then I could hand over to John so he could move his Luigi character, and then he could hand back to me, and I could move mine, and then hand back to him. You can hand off quite easily. So it's basically... I I mean... (laughs) Basically, imagine you're Shiva and you have four arms um, (laughs) and two Joy-Cons and, you know, that's pretty much the game. I mean, we had to communicate to say, oh, how should we do this? How should we do that? And there were a few interesting mechanics like the battlefield might have literally been split in two. So we're kind of doing our own run to get to the end maybe or we had to kill certain people together. But it's not really that complicated. And because of the way that you have the same characters as you have in single player mode. Um, I'd already finished the game when... Oh, no, I hadn't. I was just about to finish the game. I was at the very, very end. Um, But my characters were ridiculously overpowered. So world one, it was just like, oh, oh dear, there's three characters with 70 health. I can actually... Like, my dash damage does more than that. Like I'd upgraded uh, Princess Peach Rabbit so she can hit four people in a single movement. And for each person she hits, she does 100 damage. And so it's just like turn one bang 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 oh i guess they're all dead sorry john you don't get a turn
1: <laughs> but you can play each of the levels in easy medium and hard which means that we could have gone back and played it but you have to finish it on medium first yes which we obviously weren't going to just play each level twice for the sake of getting to the one we wanted but yeah. i'm assuming if we went back and played on hard it would have been maybe the first world wouldn't have been challenging for your sort of end game characters but i suspect that in world two medium would have been too easy but maybe hard would have been a bit of a challenge so
0: yeah we're, g- we're going to discuss this stroke assassinate this in a bit more detail now <laughs> as we go through our likes and dislikes so I'll, I'll save off any more criticism until then let's let's kick off with what we liked about the game first of all though
1: yeah i mean there is a there is a lot to like and i'm gonna i am you know much of the time i guess the things i like are from the single player um, because i think that the things we're going to come on to in the dislikes are going to Destroy it for the multiplayer, but we'll save that for a bit. Um, but the the mission types are, are nice. Again, yes. the, the the V word that I always bring up. But it's nice when they mix this thing up, and there's a bit of variety. And it's nice that there are different mission types to go through. Some of them are just kill all the enemies. Some are kill a certain number of enemies, and even though they keep respawning, you uh, might have to get to a checkpoint as quick as possible, regardless of how many you kill, or even ah. Escort missions, but there are escort missions, which mixes it up. And you're trying to get fucking Toad. Come on, Toad, move more than four spaces. The rest (laughs) I'm (laughs) out Like the rest of my fucking team can move eight and you're moving four. But you know, oh, God,
0: he's so irritating, so irritating. <laughs> he's irritating in every game, but he's even more irritating <laughs> in this because he's utterly useless. He's just there waddling along, and you think you've got a giant fucking great mushroom head in yeah. every Mario game. If there's something that big and bulbous, you can bounce off it for extra height. No, he won't let you do a team jump off him. He's just wandering around because he's playing hide and seek with his girlfriend. Oh, yeah, he's a antisocial
1: bastard. But yeah, but the mission parts are good. <laughs> Even if they include yeah. two, that's
0: that's fair enough. I, I, I'm I'm going to follow up with your variety and go back at you with more variety, uh, which Ooh, is the one. good mixture of different sort of character classes. Like each um, of the eight characters you can play as are all very different. Even like the rabbit variants, you basically have four Mario characters and then the exact same four as rabbits. So you get like uh, Rabbit Princess Peach, who is my favorite of the rabbits because she's. Mental um, yeah, stroppy. I like, it. And, and Ubisoft don't shy away from the fact that no that is a male rabbit who's just cosplaying and taking it very seriously, <laughs> and they even call him <laughs> Kevin at one point. It's it a very odd game, um, so I always played her, so basically, I always stuck with Mario because you have to, uh, Luigi because I liked his ridiculously long range sniping ability, and then I had rabbit Peach because she amused me the most, um, but I did like it when we played in co-op. And how you brought in Yoshi, which I'd never seen or used Mm. before. I unlocked him. He's quite a late unlock, like World 3 or 4, I think. Um, And you picked him up, and actually he was mentally had this rocket launcher that just did utter devastation. And it did like a 10-tile radius where it destroy all the blocks which is important because there are little blocks that are around the place that people can hide behind for cover Mm. I guess we should have mentioned that that there is a cover mechanic but it's much simpler than XCOM so rather than it being oh okay you've got a 92% chance to hit it's always 0% 50% or 100% chance to hit Um, and the 50% is if they're behind like a little bit of cover Um, so Yoshi was great for that because he could just demolish the cover completely just destroy it uh, so it's kind of nice to see that and they do all have different styles the weapons they have are very different so you can't use a sniper rifle with anyone other than luigi that's like his weapon mm-hmm. um same that you can't use the rocket launcher with anyone but yoshi uh, so there is a huge amount of variety so if you want to be an up close brawling type you can but if you want to be long range uh, you can do that too which i i really enjoyed yeah i think that's also a really important point with the block so even when someone's behind
1: cover and you've got a zero percent hit chance it's nice that you can just take the shot anyway and then you'll damage or maybe destroy the cover that they're behind so then the next person might get a clear shot. Yeah. And that yeah, yeah the the a lot of the battlefield can disappear pretty quick in this game. There's a few blocks I, that are metal that don't get destroyed but most of them are degradable and after two
0: hits they'll just break so. There's also we didn't mention pipes which are mm. the thing like because the movement in this game is so crazy like you can move 7 tiles for instance and then hit one of your characters which will then propel you maybe another seven forward you can cover a huge amount of ground um, and later on luigi in particular he can i think do up to three team jumps so if your people <laughs> are spaced out he can basically move something like 30 tiles in one turn if you're clever <laughs> but then to mix it all up there's also pipes and if you go into a pipe it doesn't matter how much movement you had left you always get a certain amount of movement for leaving a pipe. Mm-hmm. It's different for each player, so it might be just four tiles. So if you go in after using your eight, you'll come out with four. But if you go in and you had you know, only used one to get to the pipe entrance, you'll still come out with just four. But mm-hmm. then you can use the team jump and so on. And so you can move huge distances around these maps, um, which is why but, it's such a great game, Integral yeah. Player.
1: <laughs> but it's yeah. not unrealistic. Like not. Yeah really it's the wrong word it doesn't break the strategy i was worried no, not to start with hang on anything can move anywhere but actually that's not true and obviously quite often you don't want to move outside of your team's kind of cover zone anyway otherwise you're just gonna lose all your guys so
0: especially if you've got someone that's got like a huge distance range you don't want them to be miles away because mm-hmm. then they're not going to be there when you've got like the special to heal or shield or whatever it might be but uh yes it's a huge amount of variety in terms of tactics mm. both on the player side and also on the mission side
1: and that brings me nice uh nicely into my next point which is my uh i love the fact that it starts off as a you know nice and easy pick up and play strategy game and you, or tactical strategy game and you think okay mario and rabbits this is going to be a little bit Aimed at children, it's going to have movement and a weapon. And to start with, you only get movement and a weapon. And I thought, oh man, is that all that there is going to be to this game? And then you unlock your second weapon, and then you unlock one of your specials, and then your second special, and then the team jump, and then all the other stuff. And you're like, huh, this is actually a proper deep tactical strategy game, which gets challenging. Um, Very. You know, you. I'm I'm pretty experienced in these games, so I'm not having a, a. Huge challenge yet, and I'm halfway through World 3. But there's been a couple of maps where I've had to replay the, the battle, uh, especially if you want to get gold. And I think it's you know, now it's getting to the challenging point. But I can also imagine it getting there a bit earlier if you haven't wasted hundreds of hours playing XCOM type games.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it does the difficulty ramps up in a nice way. I mean, it is very challenging when you get to the ghost world and there are ghost characters that just disappear and then pop up right next to you Mm. and your overwatch doesn't work on them for some reason because it doesn't count as (laughs) which is bullshitty in my opinion um because that was basically how i built my entire framework of the game and suddenly it didn't work so i'm there using up all my abilities to overwatch and then a ghost just pops up and twats me it's like oh but no it it is it is good it it does get difficult it's definitely not a kid's game yeah and it's
1: nice that you can build tactics and strategies and combos like you had your let's hit them with bounce make them move and then hit them with my overwatch whereas there are other strategies too that you can build with the characters it's nice like nice combinations of specials and super attacks and a movement you can build your strategies around so i liked it i liked it as a as an actual strategy game it was good yeah. And even in two player, like the pass and play was all right. It wasn't
0: the best experience, but it was all right. It worked though. It would have been nicer yeah. as like online multiplayer that we could yeah have played properly, but you know it still worked and was still decent. Yeah, had no actual yeah. complaints about from a the... gameplay perspective. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah, there, there are just other problems which we'll come to. Um, <laughs> So I always like to talk about aesthetics and particularly the music and things like that. And uh, this really does feel like a Mario game. I mean, it is mostly an Ubisoft project. Um, God only knows how that they went to (laughs) Nintendo (laughs) where we got this idea where we use our... horrendous Rabbits franchise, which hasn't seen a decent game in years, um, and got ripped off by DreamWorks to make their Minions... Oh, sorry, Sony Anime, or whoever the fuck makes it, I don't know. Universal. <laughs> uh, the Minions ripped off our Rabbits, but we feel that, you know, a really great way to play this would be with Mario. And by the way, we we'll want to give Mario a gun. Is that all right with you? <laughs> and they went, <laughs> sounds <all right>. cool. <laughs> um, I mean, really, it does feel like a Mario game. Like, you wouldn't know that it... It isn't um, like I mean that it was made by a third-party developer, I should say. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. The graphics, the music, the whole feel of it is just completely spot on. It's uh, really, really nicely done, and it has a lot of jokes at the sort of series' history. Uh, mm. There's a lot of things which I'm surprised Nintendo approved in there that maybe they didn't know were in there, <laughs> like like cross-dressing Kevin. <laughs> it's like, it's, fine just like, um, yeah whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird game but uh it's really good it does definitely feel like mario and it looks great on the switch as well it's because of the cartoony feel to it it doesn't you know it, it runs at i guess it runs at 1080p i don't actually know what it runs at it looks like it runs at 1080p at 720p on handheld it's mostly 60 frames a second i think there's a little bit where you go through a waterfall and it juddered on mine but apart from that it's pretty solid no,
1: it's a good-looking game, and it actually uses the Snowdrop engine, uh, which is the engine behind Tom Clancy's The Division. So, and uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So I guess they've, uh, you know, they've they've made a really good job of downsizing that engine, which runs the AAA console experience, and yep. uh, brings it really nice graphics on the the Switch. So great, great, That's great good. technical work. Uh, my last like is that there's a lot of interesting neutral elements that appear in some of the maps. So early on you see a Chain Chomp, which will, if there's a creature within a certain radius, it will attack the nearest one, whether it's yours or theirs, like a, a bad guy. Uh, and there's also ghosts on some of the creepy levels, which will teleport randomly. If if something moves close enough to the ghost to kind of wake it up, uh, then at the end of the turn it will move to the closest creature and teleport it to a random space might not be yours and that's pretty cool because it just adds a little bit more uh, hazards to the map things that you have to be aware of but i'm pretty sure these don't feature in co-op until you hit the dlc challenges and levels so yeah at least we didn't see them and i i know one of the selling no. points of the dlc was that they feature chain jumps in the co-op so i think this is a you're not going to see these if you just pick it up and play it co-op which you should not do <laughs> <laughs>
0: also i mean it's kind of related but one of the enemy types that i really like in the game is um i forget what they class them as but it's one where basically if you hit it it then gets a free action to run towards Mm. you and it can generally move about four tiles and if it gets to you it'll hit you and then it has its turn (laughs) Um, and those are really funny especially with my overwatch system because if i put people one either side you hit him and for every hit, he gets another four moves. So he might he might hit him, and he'll run towards Luigi. And then, as he's running towards Luigi, Mario hits him. So then he starts running towards Mario, and then <laughs> Luigi hits him, so he starts running back. But once I misjudged that terribly, and I forgot that Luigi got an extra shot more than Mario, and he shot mm. first, and so the guy just came up and just demolished him um, and hit him twice, and he had very little health. Uh, so it's they do a lot, lot a lot of lot of really cool mechanics. Yeah. So let's uh, let's let's move into the dislike territory. Now I'm going to start with one that isn't co-op related Um, just because I remembered it while we were talking a moment ago and it really pissed me off to the point that I had to mute and type it in. Uh, So (laughs) you have this concept of okay you can shoot where people are behind cover and you can attack the cover Um, you've got bombs that like drive out to an enemy and if they're too far away it just follows them when they move around the map um, which is kind of cool because sometimes enemies will shoot that rather than you because they want to blow that up before mm-hmm. it gets them. Just add some extra strategy. The thing that pisses me off is that you can't put them in a specific place. You say to the bomb, attack that person and if it's out of your range <laughs> like it's got a range despite the fact that it could, it could be moving there. So sometimes you might have to miss a turn because you can't shoot anyone because there's no one near you. But you can't even take the bomb and go just send it towards him because you might as well do something. It's like no. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes you have things where you can't get line of sight on a shot. And so it's just like, nope. And it'd be nice if you could just shoot any other piece of cover. Because you might go, okay, well, I can't shoot him because I can't physically get there. But maybe I could shoot that cover over there just in case he comes down there later on. Um, Or with the bomb, you might want to say, just put that bomb. I don't want to blow up a person. I want to blow up the cover that's near him. Mm. There's lots of really irritating stuff like that. Especially when their characters have things like grenades that seemingly could just bounce over anywhere and hit you and they don't seem to have those problems um it's kind of a bit bullshitty but, yeah uh,
1: sometimes it'd be really nice to specify which space the bombs going to go to when it explodes because there's two guys yeah. next to each other and you're like well it's a bomb with a two square radius so of course it hit them both And it goes the one, between them. Yeah. yeah and it goes the one space where it won't hit both and you're like come on <laughs> and if you try and attack the other one it's out of range so you're like oh fuck off
0: <laughs> it's weird, yeah, it just that's an annoying tactical glitch, which is a shame because otherwise it's incredibly sound on those points, yeah. but now we'll get into the co-op bashing, yeah, so we've said a lot of good stuff about the game as a
1: whole and the the strategy and the tactics and the single player, but you've already mentioned that the co-op is only available locally, which is already a massive blow to how. How much you're gonna play this game because we were like, oh great, we're play through all online in co-op. Eight hours or ten hours of fun, or even more maybe. Great. And then you're like, oh local only. That's fine, you're coming to Sweden, we'll play it. And then you realise all the other things we've started to mention a little bit kick in. You're like, ah, oh, we can only play it obviously because it's local or kind of on your save. That's fine. But then that means we have to have your characters. So there's characters I haven't unlocked yet, etc., which I have to see in advance. But if you hadn't got
0: and they've got like abilities that you've not seen or used before so you don't know how i mean you're, you're a pretty smart guy you uh <laughs> you worked it out pretty quick especially with our easy mooks that we we're against but it's still annoying you'd and on have the to flip explain side to someone here's all the advanced weaponry available to you immediately
1: <laughs> yeah but if you only got through halfway through the game and i'd only got half of the game we'd only have half the co-op available and half the characters so already you're like ah can't really play the, you know you can't just play through it you have to play the single player game first and then once you've played the single player game through everyone's max level so it all gets pretty easy yeah so you kind of the optimal way of doing this is to play chapter one then play the co-op chapter one then play chapter
0: two but with the local co-op that means what a faff (laughs) it really does feel like the entirety of the game could have been co-op like with story yeah the puzzles. You could have moved people separately. I don't think... I mean, it's easy for me to say this. I don't think it would have been that much work for them to have done it better. And to have made it a decent actual co-op experience of the entirety of the game. Doesn't seem like it would be that much harder. I mean, we noticed that you have four characters in this and three in the main game. Most likely because in four, uh, obviously you want to control two each. Now, they could have Mm. made it that maybe one of you only has one character... Or they could have just made you have four characters and just thrown a few more enemies or made you a bit less powerful mm. or done something. It that just seems like game a huge missed opportunity that you can't play the entirety of the campaign in co-op. Because that would have been... the per- like If they'd done that, especially if they'd done it online, but even if they'd just done it locally, yeah. then it'd be, you should get this game definitely for co-op because it'd be great. But yeah. it's not. It's just a few token battle maps just chucked at you going, oh, yeah, just you remember all that great game you just played? Here's um, some <laughs> really just just all the good bits gone. Here's just the core <laughs> battle bit that you can play with a friend. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's ugh, awful. Yeah, awful. yeah. And it,
1: it would have been so good to play through the whole game in co-op. Uh, I, I would have been happy if you controlled the map bit because it's your game. Yeah, like you'll save, yep. and and I only have one character. That still would have been fun because it would have got us communicating and talking. Yeah. And ideally, it would have been two characters each. And yeah. what, what about if
0: um, I controlled three characters, but you got to move Toad? You could be you could be Toad escort. <laughs> just All imagining, just imagining Toad in a little pair of fishnets for some reason. That's a <laughs> horrific image. <laughs>
1: Oh, I see. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so um, yeah, but overall, it was a limiting. It felt such a shame that it was just a limited cut down experience from the the main game. Could have done better.
0: um So yeah. actually, my my next dislike is also not not really about the co op because I don't think this applies <laughs> to co op. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to level this as like a a shit sandwich of well, that isn't co op, but it's still bad. <laughs> <laughs> so i mentioned it earlier but it's annoying that in the single player you have to have mario in your party and then you're left with two character choices out of the seven that are left to you of which one has to be a mario party member and one has to be a rabbit. um and the mm. only reason i can think for this is a they wanted mario all the time because you know uh it's mario and he needs to be there um and then for the story to work, they wanted to have at least one rabbit because otherwise the funny little minion style jokes they have of one yeah. of them going <laughs> wah,
1: wah, wah, wah.
0: every so often and rolling its eyes around um, wouldn't work. So I can kind of see why they did it, but it's also very irritating because, I mean, luckily for me, I, I like the three that I picked. Um, I probably wouldn't have had Mario if I had a choice. I would have gone for probably. Rabid Mario over actual mm. Mario just because his little moustache is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I criticise them. I criticise the minions as well, but they, they do endear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I might I think, and I'm fairly sure in co op that that limitation doesn't apply because, as we mentioned earlier, there's no cutscenes, there's no story, yeah. there's no thing of substance, so they don't really care what character you use. They're probably just surprised you're even playing the damn thing. <laughs> but my
1: next co-op dislike is uh the general user flow between playing the co-op maps so you hit up the buddy drone and you go into the co-op system you pick a map you pick your team and you play about it's, it's it's fine you know only local all the limitations from before but it's fine and then you finish it and you're like great let's see the next one and it kicks you right back to the starting menu select the next co-op map select your team again you're like ah <laughs> at least let me just play through the levels like just the same team is fine like generally i'm happy with my team um, it is
0: massively frustrating spent, <laughs> just yeah it made it much easier levels. to say let's stop playing this and play cuphead instead yeah
1: yeah that's what happened after 2 hours so.
0: yeah um my final dislike is it's a fairly big one um there is no reason to play the co-op no reason <laughs> whatsoever there's no good reason because you don't gain anything from it. I mean I mean you guess you gain the shared camaraderie of being able to control someone else because you're basically going to have to tell them how to solve the puzzle anyway. Um, <laughs> but the whole point is if they had some sort of unlock like if you played the co-op and you got mm. some coins or some orbs, fine. Ideally they'd make it so that the stuff that you unlock with the amiibo you could unlock in co-op. So if you've got mm. friends, play in co-op get some extra weapons for your single-player game. Don't have any friends? Buy the Amiibo, you sad sack. Um, it's kind of annoying that there's just, like, nothing there. No unlocks. I was very surprised that there was nothing, even if it just been, like, a different skin or something. Yeah. Even if it just been a different outfit for the Silver characters. version just of your weapon. something. Just something. Because yeah. they even have that in the main game. They have, like, secret bits to go back and play. There's, like, secret levels when you go back to... Uh, old maps and that Mm. um and in those you do unlock gold versions of your weapon which are exactly the same but they just add like a 30 percent bonus to mid-boss fights or something um it's a shame it didn't have that like there's just no reason to play it no reason at all and and also i mean
1: another missed opportunity would have been cool to have a versus mode right
0: (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah, i mean that's that's how i actually imagined it was going to be when we first (laughs) discussed it when we talked about uh E3 I think it was last year was it this year mm. it must have been this year's E3 yeah um, yeah yeah and we were excited about it um, but yeah it's, uh, that that does seem like a huge missed opportunity as yeah. well I mean I would have been happy just doing a campaign through but it would have been great to have had turn based long distance Mario plus Rabbit fights Um, especially Especially. as like online that should be easy i mean you can do it on an iphone for christ's sake even game center game center the moaning whale of all the (laughs) gaming services that are out there still does turn-based gaming for free because it's easy because it requires like you could do it on a mac mini it's that basic Mm. um and that could have
1: been like asynchronous too which could have been pretty nice like if you're both online of course play it kind of real time but i couldn't picture playing you if it was Something we could play online asynchronously. I could picture you just taking a move on the train on the way to
0: work and then yeah, making exactly. another one on the way home. Just,
1: yeah, would have been cool.
0: Yeah, missed opportunity. Anyway, we'll get to the comments. Um, I've just got a very brief comment to kick us off, uh, which this is, uh, because it is very, very good in single-player mode, the highest-grossing third-party Switch game. Um, the caveat of that is, I mean, it's not really a fucking surprise. It's got Mario in the title. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> i didn't know that it was not a nintendo title Mm. it's an ubisoft one Um, i think nintendo publishes it in japan (laughs) but apart Uh from that it is just an ubisoft project um yeah so it's not a surprise that it's the biggest third party switch game because everyone thinks it isn't but uh it it is the highest grossing by a considerable margin over you know just dance 2018 or super Bomberman or any of the other great titles available to you on (laughs) nintendo switch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i suspect
1: this was uh i suspect this was a nice surprise even for ubisoft i can't imagine yeah. that uh they thought it was going to be this big so i'm sure we're going to see a sequel right that's got to happen so when the money starts rolling the sequels start coming so um talking about additional content though they uh there is a season pass the dlc drops seem to be incredibly random <laughs> you're yeah, like ah yeah. oh. I'm sure the next one won't be coming soon because we haven't heard about it yet. And then the day before you came to Sweden, it's like, huh, they've released it. Just, <laughs> just came out. So uh, they're not out really hyping the, hyping the DLC. They're just, just releasing it. Uh, the season pass, if you like all of the components of the game, seems like good value. If you're not going to play the co-op and maybe you don't need to buy the season pass because we'll see what the last piece is because typically the last piece of the DLC from a season path is usually the big one uh, and if it includes more campaign then i'll probably be picking it up but so far we've had some extra weapons um and some additional co-op maps and some additional challenges so the challenges are good weapons
0: eh, and the co-op maps eh. yeah. so it's uh disappointing yeah. um my final comment um uh, the actual text that I've written in our, our shared doc that we use when we're writing notes on the podcast just says the whole thing is fucking mental. And I don't think I can surmise it better than that, really. And it's from the opening five-minute video that sets the story of how in the hell the rabbits and Mario are together. You, you, you realise that you're into some LSD sort of tripping mm. mentalness once it starts. And it doesn't improve from there. It just goes more and more bizarre. Uh, it is incredibly odd. Um, but somehow it works. It's uh, it's one of those things that if someone just, even just saying it now, Mario and rabbits. Who are the rabbits? You yeah. know those crazy little things that were like in a kind of like party game, like <laughs> WarioWare <laughs> type thing from Ubisoft on the Wii? Yeah, they weren't they minions? No, no, they were rabbits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, they're with Mario now. What? what? odd very this is, odd this is uh this is the first game to get the batshit crazy connecting to host award i, I think okay. that's fair i think that's fair i think <laughs> if we do awards at the end of the year which maybe we should this is definitely yeah, win. Be cool this is gonna win the <laughs> it t- t- makes no sense the whole thing is crazy the whole thing make... is just absolutely mental
1: i'm gonna make like a little gold shiny uh logo of batshit whatever that looks like and just stick it on the game <laughs> picture on our website just so people know <laughs>
0: Well, I Filtered by that. batshit crazy games. I would do that. Of course <laughs> the biggest batshit crazy thing about it is that the co-op is so utterly terrible because it yeah. could have been so good. Anyway, we always like to end this podcast with uh two questions. Would we play it again? Would we recommend it? So John, are you planning on playing it again?
1: Well, the single player, yes, I need to finish the game and it's some more single player DLC comes out, but unfortunately we're not gonna play the local co-op again, I'm pretty certain um and i definitely cannot recommend it as a co-op game single player yes go and buy it it's great but do not pick this up as a co-op experience even if you happen to live in the same house Uh, i just don't think you're going to get you know if you try the co-op after you bought the single player fair enough but do not just go out and buy this just for the co-op because you're going to not get much time out of it and you'll be you'll be throwing a bit of money away so
0: I think exactly the same, and I think you summed it up best earlier on when you were saying um, how this was going to be a character assassination in the same style as Doom. Uh, This really is the Doom of the Switch in that it is an amazingly good single-player game that I would play again in a heartbeat because it's amazingly good. Uh, And then the co-op is utterly shite. (laughs) Utterly, utterly terrible and beyond comprehension. And they've even done the same thing where they've gone, oh, here's some extra content. For (laughs) (laughs) co-op. (laughs) Give me more story, damn it. And of course, rabbits are going to do that. Doom Doom never did. But uh, (laughs) pity poor Doom. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, You can listen to our previous episodes and uh, view a nice little web page we've got which shows some of our recommendations and non-recommendations on our website at connectingtohost.co.uk. Uh, some previous episodes we've done recently have been uh, Cuphead, that was pretty good, uh, Elite Dangerous, that was, yeah, and Star Wars Battlefront, eh, pretty good too. Um, if you want to, you can suggest some games for us on Twitter, at CTHCast. Uh, we also have some games and stuff to give away there. I think we were going to give away a game today, but we've not done it. So maybe, maybe next episode, which, spoiler alert, is going to be overcooked, uh, we might give away a game for that. Uh, But please do leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoyed the show and if you didn't enjoy the show, don't. Thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you next time for Overcooked.